With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Super wild card weekend. Super, super wild card weekend. Super terrible officiating in the first game, but mm. some fun drama. Man, uh, we're live here. This is uh, We're going to call this Purple After Dark. It's dark enough. Early oh, evening here between on, games. If you're going to do that, yes, all right. Then, then I think there's only one answer. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about what you're pouring mm. in that pint glass, oh, there, Judd? I am pouring a delicious Surly Furious IPA in my pint glass right now. I'm trying to do a good pour, um, but I'm going to say this: my pour might disappoint. Surly Furious IPA never will. I, I had a couple of uh, Surly Hells with uh, my brunch. And now I'm capping my evening off with a Surly Furious. I'm going to tell you right now, no better beer in town. Or, as I've said before, the world. Love it. Love it. No better beer for watching football on Super Wild Card Weekend. Super beer. I mean, I'm in on Wild Card Weekend. But then when they put Super in front of it, I was like, oh, my God. I don't even. I got to be in. I'm in even more than I was before. Six games. One down, six to go. And we're... uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive mostly into this Vikings coaching oh, yeah, list that came out today on sorry. Super Wild Card Saturday. But uh, Purple After Dark here, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, is uh, presented in part by Surly and also by TCL TVs. TCL is a great TV to be watching these playoff football games. Unfortunately, without the Vikings, they have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So, uh, all right, let's uh, we'll get into the seven candidates here that came out officially today, and uh, we can maybe get more into this early next week. But we definitely have to touch on Deion Sanders' comments on the Barstool Pro Football Show on Mike Zimmer. Interesting, but here is the list. Okay, we have the list. The list. The Buccaneers defensive coordinator and former Jets head coach Todd Bowles is getting an interview with the Vikings. Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett is getting an interview. This is like the fourth team that's interviewing Nathaniel Hackett. Cowboys defensive coordinator and also former Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Quinn. 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Eagles defensive coordinator and former Vikings assistant coach Jonathan Gannon. And Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. First question... Who does the most for you on that list? 
Um, probably Kellen Moore. Um, my issue with Kevin O'Connell, the Rams, is he doesn't call plays. He works for McVay. Um, McVay was what two years back? He he was the hot guy to let take a McVay assistant and be like, we might give you the job. It concerns me if guys don't call plays. Nathaniel Hackett does not call plays for the Packers. I have seen him enough though to know that I think he is head coaching material. Yeah. Now, as far as the X's and O's go, I don't know for certain. So probably just as far as the excitement about what he could potentially bring, I would be curious to know more about Kellen Moore, no pun intended. Um, Todd Bowles doesn't do much for me personally. I, I don't. So I yeah, guess I'm, my, I, I'm out on Todd Bowles. So I guess my question is this, is this the list or is this just the start of the list? I've got a lot of questions. <laughs> Yeah. I got a lot of questions, and because if this is the list, I don't think that they should proceed with the Wills and the group that they put together talking to these people until they bring the GM in. Like, if the thought process is, well, we'll talk to guys, and then we'll present what we like from the list to new GM guy or gal, I'm not a huge fan of that because, quite frankly, I don't love this list. But if there's more, then I'm open to the exploration of, well, we're just talking to people. Yeah, it's – yeah, this – the process here is interesting. And yeah. we also don't know how much legwork they've done in the weeks leading up to firing Zimmer and Spielman. You know, on the surface, it feels odd that they would – like, they haven't even done a GM interview yet, right? I think tomorrow is – So Correct. they've the they start their GM interviews tomorrow. They're already a few days behind most of the other teams. Yep. And and now they're lining up simultaneously head coaching candidates. I will say just to answer my question, I guess, and then we can get into the process here. Yep. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is for, for on, on this list of these seven. Nathaniel Hackett is my number one. And if you haven't had a chance yet, just go, you know, for the audience, go and watch like Nathaniel Hackett press conferences, yep. interviews. You can just a lot of leadership vibes there. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the hardest people I feel like in America to get along with. I mean, he'll cut his family off at the knees if they look at him the wrong way, right? Mm -hmm. And he loved Nathaniel Hackett. So I don't know. Just interesting that he can build a relationship with a notoriously difficult to deal with human in Aaron Rodgers. I would say Nathaniel Hackett is interesting to me. The idea of Kellen Moore, although I'm a little worried that he's just a couple years too young and doesn't have enough experience. So... I'm not going to hire one of these defensive guys, but Dan Quinn gets a bad rap. I will say that. I think people see Dan Quinn on this list and they automatically they're like, oh, that's the guy, you know, he got fired in Atlanta. Right. Um, but Dan Quinn was an excellent coordinator in Seattle, Legion of Boom defense, and he mm -hmm. turned that Cowboys defense around overnight mm -hmm. and had a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl with the Falcons over the Patriots. They blew it. And that's on his resume. Right. Uh, I'm not going to hire Dan Quinn, but like if they went in a direction like that and said, we want an experienced head coach who's been there before. Sure. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to die on a hill saying that it's a dumb decision, but offensive minded guys, there's only, there's only what, three of them on this list? Nathaniel Hackett, there's, Kellen Moore, and Kevin O'Connell. I, yeah, I think it's three and three. It's, well, uh, four. Or, I mean, no, th three and four. Right. Yeah. There's so that's right. I don't know. And so what what do you make of the fact that they're out there, the Wills and whoever their shadow committee is, they're out yeah. there doing interviews here for head coaches. I don't know. It's kind of weird. So I, I felt um, I felt it 
necessary to sit down and type some words on this subject today, which you can read my column at Score North. I'm concerned about this. I understand the GM. They have to do that. Like, like there's no, they can't outsource that. Like it's, it's either that you go to, um, that, that you bring in like uh, Bill Polian and say, Bill, can you help us? I'm not a huge fan of that. So I understand that the Wolves and and the the committee, which is like Rob Brzezinski, um, um, Ryan Munnins, I believe, Jamal Stevenson, uh, their uh, chief operating officer, those guys are going to all help with the Wolves, I'm sure, in charge, hire the GM. And I understand that one. I don't understand, like, so I'm trying to deduct what they're doing here, though, with, with this parallel search. I've been told, well, hey, th- there's only X amount of time until the playoffs are done to talk to coaching candidates, and so they're trying to talk to them now, and that's all well and good. Like, I totally get that, okay? Because I, I believe that, for instance, Phil, Nathaniel Hackett is off limits after this week. So I think when the Packers begin preparations for – uh, their their first playoff game since they had the bye that he can't be talked to. I think that's the rule. And so what I was told was, hey, they're just trying to talk to people. Well, that's all well and good if I trust the people, but I'm not fully confident in the in the Wilfs in this committee doing the GM. But I get it; like it has to be done. Do I want them doing a parallel search and going to? new GM person and saying, here's a list of who we like, choose. Absolutely not. Yeah, so no. how does this work? So they've got... You're pulling yourself, right? There's also three really interesting omissions on this list. And Doug, Doug Peterson, I, well, don't need, I don't think he has to be right. on the list because he's not he an employee of an NFL team. I think you have to inform the league that you're going to talk to him, but I don't think he... But, but he's not like a request permission yeah. like you're talking about. So I think you're right. The other two, Eric Bieniemy and Byron Leftwich. Yeah, the last the, one bothers me not being on there. And Where could he? could he wind up on there? Why would they not be interested in talking to him? Did he tell them that he's already far down the road with someone else? He doesn't like Minnesota. Like I'm just curious, why would you I'm with you. Why would you not talk to Byron Leftwich? I'm with you. But my my thing is I understand why this committee has to do the GM I don't believe that there is a compelling case. I don't want the Wilfs being, how can I put phrase this as nicely as possible? Hoodwinked? I don't want them being, you know, I, I know it's a long time ago, but I always go back to Brad. Childress came here in 06 and literally threatened them and said, if I leave, I'm not coming back. I'm taking the Packer job. That was nonsense. Um, the Wilfs are huge football fans. And, and, and I think for the most part, they do a really good job. So, I do not think they're buffoons. I don't think that they are uh, bumbling bad owners, but I do think that we have seen them when they are, when they try to take too much football control, it's a problem. So what concerns me now is that they'll talk to, for instance, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn is probably impressive. Like, like if you sit down with Dan Quinn and you are a football fan, you're probably like, Oh wow. This guy, Oh yeah. I like this guy. So are the Wills going to say, well, Dan Quinn knocked our socks off. New GM person, you got to talk to Dan Quinn. You got to, new GM person's going to come in with their own ideas. So I'm very curious what the procedure and process is here. But I'll tell you right now, on this committee that we know of, who is who is on the, the um, Vikings search and probably 
um, going to sit down in all of these Zooms, okay? I trust Brzezinski. I trust Munnins. Jamal Stevenson, I don't know, but, I mean, he's a football guy, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Andrew Miller, who I think he is the COO, is a baseball guy. He came from baseball. He came from the Blue Jays. He's a business guy. Like he is, which is fine. That's awesome. That's yeah, great. But he played in like four fantasy football leagues, though. I don't know if you exactly. know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ziggy, Mark, Miller. Do I trust them? No, I don't. I don't trust a business guy. Like Brzezinski's not a football. He's not a former player, but he's been in the league forever. He's worked in football, in football ops forever. You know what? He's a smart dude. Andrew Miller might be a smart dude, too. But does he have the requisite experience in background in, in the game to make me comfortable with him having a key say? No, not really. Yeah, and I, and who, I, I don't know. It, does, is his voice 10% of the say? Is it 5? Is it 60? I mean, we just... We don't really know. I th- I would say I think your level of concern here is a lot higher than my level of concern, and I I think the process seems a little weird. I feel like they probably should have gotten more of a head start on the GM search. The, uh, why it took them that long to figure out that they were going to let Rick go? It's it's weird that they made like this yes. about face in the yeah. last seventy two hours before they fired Rick Spielman. I mean, Rick Spielman walked into a meeting on Monday morning and thought that he was going to be told Mike Zimmer is finally yeah. gone. We might know now why he wasn't kept around, which we could talk yeah, about. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get to that too. But <laughs> I, if if this is, hey, you know, we're going to go through this GM process and so that we can at least get a head start and, and at least, like we can't just go two or three weeks and not communicate with head coach candidates. We need to at least warm up the oven a little bit here while we interview these GMs. We can get a feel for who we kind of like, but as we go through the GM process within the next, let's say, three to five days, some some of their opinions are going to come to the surface and we can say, oh, yeah, we already talked to that guy. We love him, too. Or, OK, let's put that guy on our list. We haven't talked to him yet. Um, I'm going to let this play out before I hit panic levels of concern. Again, I don't think you can just not talk to head coach candidates that are actively interviewing with other teams for two and a half weeks. Like you're going to lose out on right. potentially four or five candidates. But I already don't really like their list. And I don't either. <laughs> that's my, but, but that's my yeah. problem. Another I, name, by the way, why would you interview Todd Bowles? And why would you interview Dan? Well, I get Dan Quinn went to a Super Bowl, so I, he's on a different level. But And not Brian Flores. Yeah, but isn't yeah. – Like, I'm more interested in yeah, Brian Flores true. than I am true. in, like, five of the guys on this list. Yeah. I, I Look, if I thought – if I was completely confident that they knew how to do this, I'd, I'd back off completely. And I'm not panicked. I'm concerned because what they're doing already doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, I agree with you in that I have no problem with talking to people and and doing um, Zoom conference calls to to at least start the process. My fear is that this group, especially the non-football savvy people, are going to get enticed by candidates they shouldn't be and then present them to a GM who unfortunately might say, I'm young. I love this job. Sure. I'll talk to that guy. And the Wills will be like, this guy's really good. This guy's really So I'm just telling you, it's not hard to tell. For instance, the 2021 Vikings entire season when something is going sideways. And what I don't want is 
I don't want the Vikings and ownership to put themselves in a predicament where it's going to be clear they are screwing up, which, which is why I keep saying I'm not completely comfortable with them hiring the GM, but they have to. So, so like that's a non-starter. That's just at is going to happen. I feel like trying to do a parallel search and spreading yourself thin as well when you don't have expertise in coaching at all is a problem. And I don't know if it's even spreading thin because I think the first round of conversations with GMs and head coaches, it's all over Zoom. So, you know, and it's and it's a list of, what, eight GM candidates and seven head yeah. coaching candidates. This is the only thing they're focused on. And these are probably like 60-minute initial conversations or something, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 90 minutes. So, you know, you got you know, a couple on this day, a couple on that day, and you, you know, like you're literally filling your entire next two weeks with this process. Sure. So if, if this is all about making contact, getting in touch with some hot head coaching candidates so that they know, hey, listen, like we're going to hire a GM, but we just wanted you to know, Nathaniel Hackett, oh, and if you hang that we are yeah. super interested in you. But we don't know ultimately what we're the, doing. Ultimately, ultimately, the GM <laughs> is going to have major input complete. here. But like if you, you know, if Nathaniel Hackett, let's, cause he's my favorite guy on this list. Okay. In the absence of Doug Peterson or Byron Leftwich, who are also on my short list. Yep. But Nathaniel Hackett, if you've been kind of doing your due diligence and you've heard great things and you feel like oh, that guy, he's an offensive minded guy, he, uh, he doesn't call plays, but that's not a deal breaker for me. I think I want to know leadership, offensive mind, and then, cause I don't think Doug Peterson called plays before he took the Philadelphia head coaching job and he wound up winning a Super Bowl. So, um, like, I don't, I'm not going to say, oh, you're a great leader. You're a great offensive schematic guy. You built a great relationship with a hard-to-be-friends-with uh, quarterback, but you didn't call plays. But let's just say that you've heard through the grapevine that Nathaniel Hackett could be a great head coaching option for you. You don't want to let him – you don't want there to be radio silence with him for the next week and a half. Like, you, you have to make contact with him is what I'm saying. And this is their way of making contact. No. As long as they say we don't know what we're doing, I'm fine with it. <laughs> you, would you but, like them to hold a press conference? When and say, they say, "Well, Ziggy's going to talk," Ziggy's going to talk. But, you know, the, but the but the thing too is so so if I if I zoom in and I'm on this list of seven head coaching candidates and I get on the Zoom, my first question is, "Who's the GM?" Because I'm going to go talk to this team and this team and this team, and they're going to be like, "Well, we're still trying to decide that," and I'm going to be like, "You get back to me." When you know who that's going to be, they've just sort of painted. This is sort of because of the thing with Rick being so late and so weird and to date unexplained. They've painted themselves in what feels like a really weird corner. Um, and I don't know they know how to get out of it. I don't feel like they have the proper um, savvy to work well, he- themselves out of what they've done. Here's an interesting comment from Sean E.G. on the Purple Daily YouTube comment section. I don't see a problem with asking the head coaching candidates, tell me uh, tell me the one straight-up attribute that you'd like to see in a GM. Okay. Because you know, we're, we're thinking about it from a standpoint of, well, hey. the GM is up here, and you okay. hire a GM, and he hires a coach. But, like, the coach has a ton of power, too, and the coach is the one that's down there cooking the meals every day. Yep. So maybe that's part of their process, too, which is, all right, listen, like, let's uh, let's find out from – these seven guys who they want to work with, right? Hey. We, we kind of heard that that was a possibility with the Lane Kiffin's team, that they were doing due diligence on whether it was Lane or other coaches. Could you work with Rick? And they must have gotten some interesting feedback. Maybe they got the same feedback from Doug Peterson. 
maybe they've already maybe hey, they've already talked to Doug Peterson. If they're doing that, that's fine. If I find out that that they are taking advantage of the process to do smart things, I'm in. I'm just telling you right now, just starting with that list. And again, going back to the the problem is now everything that we thought was wrong, Phil, was like wrong times 10 compared to what we thought. Well, and so that's that's where that's a good segue. And that's where I'm but that's where I'm concerned. Like fans and I get it. and, And look, I hope you're right. But I feel like we want to give them, the Wilfs and the team, the benefit of the doubt, right? Which is like, no, Judd, you don't get it. Here's what they're going to, to do or should do. And I'm like, yeah, you're right if that's what they're doing. But again, we now know that that we tried to sound an alarm that we probably should have pulled like 12 times. Yeah. Well, to, to your point about, you know, all year on the show, and I think, you know, we got some backlash from people. You guys are so negative. Just... Just let it play out, right? And I don't know. You and I have been covering and watching football enough and observing the Vikings for long enough that something just felt off. The team felt flat. Mm -hmm. It felt like there was tension. The head coach and the quarterback clearly didn't see eye to eye. It felt like the head coach was taking more subliminal shots at the front office and the GM, right? And... um, Really interesting clip, and I, I didn't have time to load it because I've been drinking red wine all afternoon and enjoying Super Wild Card Weekend. Oh, I'm super, cheating on Surly super. here. Why are you doing that to I'm Surly? I'm cheating on Surly. Why would so you, it's, a, it's a red wine Saturday. Why would you do that to on Super mm. Wild Card Weekend, a Super Surly Furious IPA? <laughs> mm. Cheers, my man, but you got it all wrong. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Super Pinot Noir Weekend here in the oh, Mackey yeah. household. So on the Barstool Sports Pro Football Show this morning, if you want to go find it after you're done listening to us to babble about the Vikings uh, coaching search, it's at the 925 mark of the Barstool Sports Pro Football Show this morning mm-hmm. with Big, Big Cat uh, and Deion Sanders is on that show. And Dion said he spoke with his friend Mike Zimmer earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And he said Zimmer and Spielman, quote, hadn't talked in months and it was just a downward spiral. And then in the next sentence, he said, "If you look at the quarter, if you look at the coaches that got fired, what do they all have in common? Look at the quarterback play." He said. And now that was kind of framed as, you know, he's delivering his opinion, but he literally said it in the same breath as, "I just talked to Mike Zimmer." Right. And so, you know, again, the two headlines here are, according to Deion Sanders conversation with Mike Zimmer right Spielman and Zimmer hadn't spoken to each other in months leading up to the firing yep and I'm gonna go ahead and guess that the quarterback comment wasn't just Dion that Mike Zimmer probably vented to his longtime friend Dion and said yep. I never wanted Kirk Cousins to begin with and ultimately I was right four years ago mm-hmm. I just uh couldn't make it work with him now a lot of that's on Zimmer too he's your quarterback dude like maybe meet with him well once before the fourth season and he and 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 Kirk Cousins begged Mike to to meet and actually had to go back to him a second time this year before Mike agreed to it yeah so like he he literally said can can we please meet and Mike's like yeah I don't know and then he had to go back and say Mike can we please yeah. meet and Mike's like okay I'll do it once a week yeah and isn't it interesting I, I tweeted this that. earlier today I, th- I think we should all make note of 
the people that bury their head in the sand that either cover the team Sorry, or on tweet. the team. It's like yeah. that that either actively tried to cover up for the fact that something was wrong or just like didn't want to hear any conversation that something might be right. wrong. Something was very obviously wrong with this team. Let's not hide from the truth. Let's find some solutions. Well, that's, what that's, I'm that's saying. what's great about right now. Like we're in the season of solutions here. New head coach, new GM, yes. maybe a new quarterback. Don't screw it up. But yeah, it's fun. The problem is it was worse than than we thought, and we thought it was potentially bad. Um, yeah. so so to me, I can actually shockingly enough right now, Phil, make this a cousins free zone because to me, forget about that part of it. Just forget about it completely. The guy who controls the fifty three man roster, and the guy who coaches that same roster, did not talk for months. And I checked. I did some backgrounding today. And was told I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Um, That's incredible. That is, uh, and I got a tweet. Well, I mean, do they really need to talk? Look, folks, this is the guy who controls the entire roster. What do you mean, do they really need to talk? Of course they need. It's the two 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 leaders of the franchise. (laughs) And, and, And Spielman hired Mike. I mean, I can't tell you, like, forget Kirk. I can't tell you how big of a deal it is. And I wouldn't be surprised now in retrospect if this went back to training camp when when Gladney was let go and it was at Mike's press conference that I said, I know you can't talk about Jeff in particular, but Mike, you know, you, Mike Hughes gets hurt and he's gone. And now Gladney's gone. And I said, how much does it hurt when you just lose players who are first round picks? Yeah. And Mike And Mike said, well, you should ask Rick that. He treats them like they're gold basically saying, and then screws them up. Um, which leads me to believe that Mike Mike might, Mike wanted a corner, cornerback. I'm not sure he wanted Gladney. Uh, but but he's also not the guy who scouts. And so Rick is, and Rick has his staff. And clearly there were uh, cornerbacks now in retrospect and de- defensive backs, Antoine Winfield Jr., who would have been better picks. But that, to me, is speaks volumes. And I've got a couple questions. Answer me this. Riddle me this, Phil Mackey. How on earth, how on earth do you have your GM and coach not talk? And ownership either ignores it or doesn't know. Because it's one of the two. You know what's funny? Alex Boone last Tuesday, he said something in, in the moment I was like, eh, I don't know if I agree with that. He said, it's a huge problem that the Wolves live in New Jersey. Yeah, he did. That, that they're not in the in the building on a regular basis is a, is a problem. Like they fly in for games, but they they live in yeah. New Jersey and they have a home in Florida, right? And I'm sure they'll come up and spend some time, but like yeah. they don't live here and they aren't in the building on a regular basis. And I was like, I mean, is that really that big of a deal in 2021? You know, you know, people work remotely and whatever, and and uh, the the fact that these two guys weren't speaking to each other for weeks, maybe months, it's possible they didn't know, right? I mean, is is Rick gonna say it? Like Rick's not gonna tell his bosses, "Hey, guess what, guy? I I haven't talked to Mike in like six weeks because I can't stand the guy." But I'd want to know that if I'm the owner of the team. If the, yeah. if that relationship, the mo- you know, I would say this, it's the second most important relationship behind the quarterback and coach relationship. That was also, and by the way, the common denominator in these is Mike Zimmer and yep. his inability to either build relationships or maintain them. And we've seen how many offensive coordinators he's cycled through. We know that he had a falling out with Norv Turner. Um, you know, some of the OCs went and just took like head coaching jobs or retired, but 
Mike Zimmer relationship builder is not going to be part of his uh, LinkedIn bio going forward. And this all brings me back to why are the Wilfs interviewing head coaching candidates before they have a GM in place? Correct. And the answer might be, in part, they just want to see what the guy is like or what the woman is like on the GM side. Can you hold a conversation without being abrasive, right? Like, are you an ass? Yeah, but they, they might just want to get a feel for that type of stuff as yeah. they work their way through this process. Unfortunately, on Zoom, I, I think, and the, the Wilfs have shown themselves prone to this, it's easy to fool people. And so I don't know I trust, I don't know that I trust anyone in that room to evaluate the people like they're going to need to, which to me is dangerous. Um, I also like, here, and here's the other problem too. And I, I wrote this. I said, if I am a GM candidate and I talk to the Wilfs and this group in the next couple of days, Phil, if I talk to them in person, I would say, give me your list. I would look at the list, crumble it up and throw it away. Cause I would say I'm hiring the coach. Um, you, hi- I mean, Rick Spielman, as far as we know, hired Zimmer and it still went sour. It still went bad. So any shotgun marriage that you think that you can orchestrate between a, a GM and coach potentially to me, and the, these are all questions like we don't know. I might be totally wrong. Hope I am. But if you are going to just say, hey, these pieces look like they could fit. I don't trust you to say that. I want the GM. I want, you know what? I want Bill Guerin in football. Bill Guerin basically went in and and as far as I can tell with, without complete knowledge but it certainly appears because of his moves bill garen told craig leopold craig you're a great hockey fan you're like an awesome fan you go to all the games and i will brief you because you're my boss and you own this team but we're doing everything my way we're doing it my way um because you're hiring me to run your hockey team and that's what I want. I don't want the Wilfs say, saying to their GM candidate or hire, we really like these four coaches. And we think that you can work well with two of them for sure. And the GM's like, well, I, okay, I guess. See, the, but, but, these but, are all things but don't you think, with. but like, let's say, um, all right, they get, they, they, they narrow down and they've got their guy at GM or they've got their woman mm-hmm. at GM. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also have, a list of coaches that they've interviewed and maybe it's seven names still, maybe it's nine or whatever. And it's like, how we, so we really like these three coaches. That's where I think a GM candidate would say, Oh, absolutely. On this one, I'm all aboard. Let's, let's do a little finalist interview with this one. Let's do it. And that would be great. And then they've already done some due diligence and, and they can expect the process. If there's a name that's not on that list, do you really think, let's say, let's say GM candidate says, all right, yep, I'm in. Your list is fine, but this is the one over here that's not on your list that you have not talked to yet. Byron Leftwich is yep. the, uh, John Spytek comes in or whatever and becomes the general manager. No, Byron's the guy. I've seen the way he operates. I've seen the way that players react to him. There's no way the Wilfs would say, "Ugh, got to stick to our list that we put together two weeks ago." Like that's why I can't get worked up about this too much. I don't like the head coaching list either. I, I don't right. love the fact that the majority I, of the names are right. defensive coordinators. I hope you're right. And Todd Bowles, I'm good. I'm good on Todd Bowles. I'm and I get that it was the Jets, 
And sometimes there's a few organizations that you you, yeah, you just know. you just yeah. don't have a chance with, and the Jets are one of them. But I think he's a I'm really good, good DC. Yep. I think he's really By the way, cool. Aaron Henderson, former Viking, who I think also played for the Jets for a couple of years. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing here, but he tweeted something earlier saying like, uh, you know, I don't usually say things like this, but if the Vikings hire Todd Bowles, I'm out. Like he's just he said, I will in. burn this app to the ground, yeah. <laughs> which is very impressive. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Um, what are your? Because I see the uh, the second playoff game is rocking here, so we should we should go. Oh, and I gotta go. Shut up and go watch that. Any final thoughts from you? I know that you're a little you're like on the on the fringes of panicking here a little bit. No, I'd like to know more. I just I just would like to know more. I I don't I don't trust that the adults in the room know what they're doing in, enough to tell us all be good little kids and in the morning it's going to, to be fine. I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. I, I trust, I really wish that they would give all of their attention to one search, GM, um, and, and use all of their bandwidth for that and make the best possible hire. And then that person runs football ops completely. Um, I would just like to know a little bit more about what the Wilfs are doing here because I think they're really good, but they have gotten over their skis before, and it concerns me yeah. that they might again. That's my final thought. That's fair. That's fair. So starting tomorrow, the GM interviews will take place, and those will continue Monday, Tuesday, et cetera, and then the head coaching interviews. Do we, have a, we don't have a date on when those are scheduled. Rumblings, yet, the, right? head coaching, rumblings the head coaching discussions interviews might start tomorrow as well. I mean, Hackett probably has to go. I think Hackett does have to go tomorrow. Go. Yeah, I think that's then he's correct. In, in, into preparation week. I think that is correct. As Skull for Spartus says on the YouTube comment section, don't panic, drink a surly. Don't panic, drink a surly. <laughs> don't panic, drink a surly. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're going to let you guys get back to your super wild you. card weekend viewing. This has been sort of an, a half emergency episode of Purple Daily, Purple After Dark. Purple After Dark. If you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click subscribe and the like button so we can spread the word about this Vikings community that you guys are helping us grow. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We say that in every episode. And hiring the right GM and coach is very important. Is a prerequisite to winning a Super Bowl. And they have to talk. Yeah. Yes. And they if have they to speak at least the, once every seven weeks. All the better. <laughs> all right. That's a wrap on uh, Purple After Dark. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys.